Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Herman Cain and depend on this Whenever and wherever There's breaking news Severe weather alert Or a traffic red alert The WSB 24-hour breaking news center Will tell you about it News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB depend on it The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience No, I want this town to be near you No, gray skies ever turn blue Mark Aram here, you there, the Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. It's been a trying week. We've had some uh, serious shows, and I you know, I don't like serious shows, so I want to bring the funny tonight. The funny is in studio right now, and he's going to be funny on stage at the Punchline tomorrow night. Check him out. Welcome to the Mark Aram Show, Mr. Maranzio Vance. How are you, sir? I'm good, but you just put some pressure on me. No, you're no like, pressure. you like, I had a rough couple of shows this week. We're going to bring the funny. Now... <laughs> I feel compelled. Well, we've had, you know, we got to talk about Orlando and yeah. all the stuff down there, and then whatever is happening in Great Britain. And the, I don't know. I woke up this morning, yeah, and, exactly. and the world was broke, apparently, yeah. or something like that. It's crazy. I, I don't know how it affects you and I here in the States, except if you have a 401k. Gas prices go up. Anytime something bad happens, <laughs> they just say, just tack gas it on the milk. gas. Yeah, gas and milk. They're like, make gas go up. But it, that's in Britain. I don't care. Make gas You're go up. You're good. Yeah. It's, and they call it petrol over there. I was watching the uh, the overnight coverage on CNN. Yeah. They're like, this will affect the petrol prices. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't know what petrol, petrol I was like, uh, that's why I had to Google that it. A, like, like, oh, gas. Is that like Petco's parent company. Or something <laughs> they like that. own but Petco, no, exactly. No, it's actually gas. So uh, you're obviously a stand-up comedian and an actor, and I was doing, as I always do, heavy, heavy research on the guest on the Mark Aram Show. I'm sorry. Um, you were in something, uh, a movie, I believe, called Freaknik the Musical. Well, I did the voice for Freaknik the Musical. Uh, David Banner, a rapper from Mississippi, wanted to do an animated movie mm-hmm. about Freaknik. Yes. And how popular it used to be. And him and T-Pain teamed up to do this. Mm-hmm. And basically, their char- one of the characters wanted to bring Freaknik back to Atlanta. As do I. I'm a character that wants to bring Freaknik you, back. Would you really welcome Freaknik back? Absolutely. Did you, did you ever go to Freaknik? I couldn't. Like, I just, <sighs> I couldn't bring myself to <laughs> be a part. Like, I just saw pictures. And I yeah. was like, wow, that happened? You were probably a little too young, maybe, when Freaknik was at his height. Yeah, you're probably a little younger I, than me, and yeah. I was like 23 when I moved down here, and it was insane. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Man. I've seen people leave. I, I saw people leave Charlotte to, as a boy, yeah, and come back a man. <laughs> Absolutely, from Freaknik, they were like, "Man, I saw some things." I, I, like. I moved down here in '96 from New York, and Atlanta's a great town. I've been here ever since. It's fantastic. Freaknik was eye-opening to me. Absolutely. I thought I'd seen it all, Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York. Is it worse than Puerto Rican Day Parade? It's different. It's bigger. 
Puerto Rican Day Parade, they close off one street. It goes down, but, you know. But it's beautiful. St. Patty's Day Parade. Yeah. It, what, what part of New York? Uh, well, I went to school in uh, Poughkeepsie. Okay. And I lived in Manhattan for a bit. Grew up in Connecticut. Okay. Um, I used to live in New York. I used to live in the Bronx. Oh, the boogie down. 183rd and Valentine. Not too far Off from the, the Grand stadium, right? Concourse. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, was a bull, I was a ballsy New Yorker <laughs> because I, was a, I, I used to wear a lot of Boston Red Sox. Really? Uh, oh, huge Boston Red Sox fan. Well, I'm a here's the thing. I'm a Braves and a Boston Red Sox fan sure. because historically the Braves Boston came Braves, from Boston, yeah. yeah. So I support both both clubs. But when I lived in the Bronx, I would walk around with a I would walk around with a Boston Red Sox hat on, and I'm telling you, that took guts. They thought you were a narco. They they were like <laughs> I'm surprised I'm surprised I survived. Yeah, that's this long. No joke. I mean, if you wear a Red Sox hat to Yankee Stadium, there is a better than half chance you're going to get punched in the something's face. Something's going to happen yeah. to me, and I have to just take it. But man, when I lived in the Bronx, yeah, and I used to tell people, ah, oh, the B is for Bronx. They were like, <laughs> nah, nah, try that with somebody else. The B is for and 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 in order to avoid getting beat up, you told jokes. Absolutely, and that's how you became a stand-up. Very prior-ish of me yeah. to tell jokes to avoid uh, casualties. That's what all comedians say. It's like you know, I I, I didn't want to get beat up, so I, I I made jokes when I was a kid. That and you know, it, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Keeps you from asking me questions. So did you did you start out as a stand-up? Went into acting. Started as an actor. Went into stand-up. Started, What's the started stand-up first? Okay. The first time I got on stage uh, was at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, prom night i was 15 my girlfriend was 16 at the time yeah i was i, was, I like to date older women and uh <laughs> <laughs> it was her prom okay it was her, i think it was a senior prom All if right. i'm not mistaken maybe you know the math is a little cloudy but it was like her prom and the the thing was the the comedy zone would offer kids to come there mm-hmm. to see a comedy show and versus going out and, and drinking partying and, and okay. drinking and whatever good for so them. they had they had terrible comics and, and punch. <laughs> and you said, why not? I'm going to get up on stage? One of the guys was like, anybody think they can do this, feel free to come up here. And and you did it. I did it. And did you do all right? I mean. I did. I did you know, I made a joke that probably uh, offended my <laughs> girlfriend because yes. I was like, I literally was like, how many people here spent money to have some sex, but you already <laughs> had it? Like, why did you go all out? Like, it was... My thinking was warped at then. fifteen. That's hilarious. That was terrible. I but laugh now, and you're I, forty. Look, that's I, I had, I, hindsight. It was one of the smartest jokes I yeah. ever told. I was like, "How many people went all out for something yeah, they already, already got?" It. Yeah. So she didn't like that, but uh, but you were hooked from that from that time. Or I've enjoyed comedy. Uh, <clears throat> I watched the classics. Uh, Bill Cosby himself mm-hmm. was one of my favorite specials. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg's one woman show she did for HBO. Yeah. Back in like eighty five, so we grew up watching HBO comedy all yes. the time. That's where Stephen Wright. When Stephen, I, oh, I was Stephen like eleven. Yeah. I saw Stephen Wright do an hour special. And he was like in a bed, and he it was like in the desert. He just started walking through the desert. <laughs> Weird Stephen yeah, Wright he's stuff. Crazy. And then he goes into this bar, or whatever saloon, and when he opens up the door, he walks out on the stage, and the people are waiting for him. And it was just, I didn't. He's very dry. Yeah, very dry. But at eleven, I got it, and I was like, oh, I. It's like Neo. I figured out the Matrix or whatever. So it was like, <laughs> if I can understand this humor, you're dodging then, bullets. Yeah, yeah I'm F-15, good. So like, once I figured that out, because kids nowadays they go to YouTube. There's so many places to see comedy. But if you're a, a 15 year old kid in Charlotte or in Connecticut, you're not go. There's no sh- clubs you can go to. No. There's no YouTube. No. It was 
HBO Rodney Dangerfield comedy oh special. Oh my god! Or the, your, the young comedians, uh, Tim Allen, uh, Robert Townsend. I remember the episode he, uh, the, the special he did, where he actually introduced Roseanne Barr for the very first time. Like I'm aging myself, but it was I enjoyed it, and I was like, oh, I want to do that one day. That's what I really want to do, and I, like I said, I and did it. That's... I started my. I have to give a, uh, I guess, tip my hat or thank uh, my eleventh uh, grade teacher, Miss Maynard, M A N N E R, short, chubby lady. So, <laughs> but she was supportive of me. Yeah, because I was good in math, mm-hmm. but I would I would get bored in the classroom. Sure, and I would disrupt. The bright kids always get bored in class. I, I was disrupting yeah, completely. Thing. So she came to me and she was like, look. And I would make her laugh. <laughs> yeah. And she she was like, this is just unprofessional. I just can't be <laughs> laughing at you. So <clears throat> she said, look, I'll make an agreement with you. I'll give you the last 10 minutes of class if you just let me get through my lesson. No kidding. I you said, had a, you had 10 minutes of free I, time. T- to 10 minutes is a lot of time. Yeah. When you're 16 years old. <laughs> you got to fill 10 minutes. fill 10 minutes. Yeah. So I was like. And it was weird because when she put me on the spot, I said, all right, now be funny. I couldn't do it. No, no, you can't. I wanted, I wanted to just make the jokes. Yeah. I did commentary in the classroom. Like if someone made a, gave a bad answer, I would just yeah, you riddle it. I would rip into them <laughs> exactly. and like, why are you here? What's going on? That's What was her name? Miss Ms. Maynard. This isn't, you know, nowadays the kids and the teachers are doing uh, things that are, are very inappropriate. That that didn't happen with you and Miss Maynard. I wish. Really? Well, not Miss Maynard. Oh, all right. Not anybody but Miss Maynard. <laughs> Love her to death, but not attractive to I had to zero attractive teachers when I was in school. N- I, not a one. My summer school teacher, yeah, Miss Johnson, <laughs> I went for geometry because I didn't take it serious when I was in school. Understood. Uh, Miss Johnson, oh my God, she was, she was like that attractive friend of your aunt. That you like? Oh my god! <laughs> attractive. I'm trying to think of an aunt. You know, your aunt has like attractive. No, you know, my aunt. Didn't no, okay, it. your aunt didn't have attractive. <laughs> old, old Jewish my ladies. My aunt uh, had a hot friends. Like I got she, you. She, my aunt has some attractive friends. I like. God, <laughs> my aunt has hot friends. I would like to have babysit me. But uh, let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, Maranzio Vance in studio. He's at the Punchline tomorrow night. Tickets available at Punchline.com. Maranzio is that a family name? Is it a stage name? What's my the mother origin? made that name up. It's for, based off a movie called Anzio. Okay. And then she just added, you know, that's alphabet soup. She's All just, right. you know, making love on the Monday. Are you the only Maranzio in the world? I hope so. Because I'm the only Mark Aram in the world. Are you serious? I, there's only about 60 people with my last name. And I'm all related. I'm related to all of them. Really? I got changed at Ellis Island. And I'm the only Mark Aram in the world. Well, ride that off into the sunset. I am. It's great. I Google my name. I'm the only thing that comes I'm the up. only. There's different variations of the spelling of my name yeah. or you're like m-a-u-r mm-hmm. something like that but i'm the only maranzio that i know of and that's fantastic that, that helps me out do you a have lot. kids i do i have two right now and i'm done boys girls i have a girl that just graduated from high school what yeah so you I, did sleep with miss maynard I, yeah <laughs> how did you how do you have a high school what uh 22 uh all right. Uh, my, that, the math works okay. My release wasn't <laughs> strong back then. I stayed longer than I was supposed to. God, you're paying for college. Yeah, I'm paying for college. Unbelievable. Yeah. Look, I just paid $125 for a calculator. I told her, <laughs> you better graduate or something because I need you to make this calculator. I need you to get the money worth out of this calculator. I don't know what you're doing. I was like, you're at, you know, there's not an app 
Exactly. Right? On your phone. On your phone. Your, we need to go buy a $125 calculator. She's not skipping geometry. She's, I, she's listen, doing it. Congratulations, man. That's that's amazing. To be able to be a successful stand-up while raising kids, I just assumed you're like 90% of the comedians that come in here, they have no kids. They're just out, you know, doing... 90% of the comedians that come in here probably have kids. They just deny them? They don't know them. Oh, they don't know about them. <laughs> They're road babies. You have a kid going to college. Morazio, yeah. you surprised me. That's I'm more sorry. surprising than Freak Nick the Musical. Really? Yeah. Oh. Which I'm going to rent now. Is that I on Netflix some, or something? I think it is, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I probably have some more surprises. But uh, that, that's... Yeah, my daughter is uh, 17 years old. That's That's crazy. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> now you got to go see him. He's got mouths to feed. He's not just please. I, and I do a lot of, I, you know, as I've got, I'm, I'm 40 now. I didn't think I was going to see it, but I turned 40, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it got weird for me after turning 40. Just because I don't know. I just I I put so much onst on the age, or whatever, and I just thought about it so much. That number and really did something to you. You, I, I was stressed out about turning 40 when I turned 37. <laughs> you already thinking like of at thirty seven. I had already built up enough depression and anxiety about turning forty that wow. it was just. I'm surprised I have hair because I was so in my head about yeah. turning forty. I was like, oh, I'm turning forty, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get sick. I'm a like ever since I've turned forty, I was like, I can go any day now. Yeah, any day. Like, any day. When I was like before forty. I'm living life to the fullest. Yeah. I can do whatever. Now, 40 is like, I got to be careful. I don't want to fall. See, 40 wasn't bad for me. 30 was rough. 30 was depressing. I was like, holy cow. I got to be an adult now, right? That's 30. That's, that happened too. Yeah. But I was in the comedy game. I was working. I was around other people. I was, life was a little more, I guess I was still trying to figure it out. You know? And then turning 40, I was like, oh. I'm in the same. You look eight. great. You don't look 40 at all. I appreciate Maranzio it. Maranzio Vance at the Punchline this weekend. Get tickets now. Punchline.com. Hang out for one more segment? Yeah. All right. Stick around. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Having fun in studio with Maranzio Vance. Comedian, actor, composer, director, producer, what, what am I forgetting? That's chef. I, I do cook. Personal trainer. Comic book collector. Do you collect comics? Oh my god! What's Huge. what's the most valuable comic in your collection? I think I have a uh, infinity infinity gauntlet comic book. That's a big. That's uh, a it's a big one. one. It's the one that they're basing the uh, new Avengers movies on. It came out. Eight, I'm gonna say eighty six okay. somewhere around there. That one I have like the first Spawn, which is a, a yeah, big a big absolutely. seller. Um, I have the Death of Superman. Uh, the first time he died, like in what year was that? Gosh, I want to say 90, 93, okay. somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, I, I remember when that came. Yeah, see, I, I, bra- my friends and I branched off. Half of us went to collect comics. Half went baseball cards. Okay. And I was a baseball card guy. I had basketball, basketball and football. I collected. Okay. I wasn't into baseball until later in life. I'm an Atlanta Braves fan because my grandmother was an Atlanta Braves fan. Like my cousin who's in studio with us. My grandmother watched Atlanta Braves baseball religiously. It was always on. I didn't understand. Like I think we went over in the in the wintertime and it was a Braves game. But I like <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible. But she had Dale Murphy when Dale Murphy was the man. Yeah. Like it, there was no changing the channel either. Like we just had to sit through it and hope and, and pray it would too. go up. Oh my god, we talking about bad <laughs> yeah. baseball. And my grandmother would watch with so much hope. Like they gonna win, and then they didn't win. She like, oh shoot fire. They didn't win. I was like, you shoot knew that fire. wasn't gonna win. I'm gonna steal that. Oh, shoot it's, fire. So, it's so country. I love dude. It. It's just words jumbled together because 
Maranzio is at the uh, punchline punch this weekend. The new location, i got to re- reemphasize, don't go to the old location because it's not there anymore. Go to the new one in Buckhead. It's new to me. Peachtree and Piedmont right. at the Landmark Diner. Fantastic spot. Fantastic I'm food. having fun, man. I the, want people to come out. I'm on the a, biggest menu at a comedy club you'll ever see. Yes, it's insane. You can have a Reuben and chocolate cake. Uh, if people are listening, I would like people to, uh, well, the season's over now, but I'm on a new sitcom Call. with George Lopez. It's called The Lopez Show. It comes on TV Land on Wednesday nights, 10 o'clock. Uh, new season will probably start up again next year. But, uh, Good for you, we man. Did That's tw- awesome. It was great, man. We did, we shot 12 episodes. The last episode aired this past Wednesday. But it's, it's on demand, so if people want to go back and watch it. It's my first sitcom where I'm like a regular cast member. Yeah. Like I've done other stuff. You like played I played George's on- Kid? I I probably should. Uh, I play his best friend, opening act. You know, it's based off. It's loosely based off George's life. Mm -hmm. Mostly based off his life and his interactions, his ex-wife and stuff. And I play myself on the show, which I think is an honor. A lot, a lot of not a lot of people get to play themselves on TV, but George gets to play himself. I get to play myself. That's great. And it's just you know dealing with LA and Hollywood and the business and the political correctness and. We tackle a lot of issues. It's, it's it's funny, but we tackle issues, and it's it's, it's been a great run. Um, Ron Galvan, please at the punchline. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it, buddy. News, weather, traffic next. This is the Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whatever and wherever there's Better severe weather, a traffic red alert, or breaking news. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center will break in. Depend on it. Yo, this is Jamie Fox, and you're listening to my man, Mark Aram. Welcome back to the show, 1036, 24 in front of 1178, gorgeous degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram at your beck and call till midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Everybody here, Low T Chuck screens the calls. Longoria, with lack of REM sleep on his second kid, is in the other side of the window. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Buford joining us live in studio. What up? Hanging out for the free double cheeseburger I brought you from McDonald's. Pretty much. That's all you pay Buford in is double cheeseburgers. He's like wimpy. From uh, Popeye. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just, hey, Clint, I need you to work a schedule. Well, how many burgers are we talking about? Exactly. Um, on this movie Monday, we we're discussing two topics. Um, Ted 2 released this weekend. And if you didn't see the original Ted, shame on you. It. I'm not saying it was a great movie. It wasn't a great movie. It was funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. And if you like politically incorrect humor, that's the movie for you. Uh, Ted 2 was released today. I had three buddies that saw it this weekend. They raved about it. They said very uh, just as funny as the first one. Cool. Um, Ted, the star of Ted is a teddy bear. So in honor of uh, the Ted 2 uh, release this weekend, your favorite non-human movie character of all time. You mentioned one outside, Buford. Uh, yeah. I never heard of it. All right, I got three of them. Okay, fire right, away. The old one is the Skeksis from the Dark Crystal movie. Do you guys, do you guys ever see that? 
No. He had no idea what I was no, talking about. I have no idea. Come on, man. Dark right, Crystal. Keep going. What's Great. the next one? Uh, Shrek. Okay, and I, I haven't se- I haven't seen Shrek. He's an ogre. Is Shrek Shrek is not human. Okay, he's, he's not human. All right, and the third and the third one was uh, Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. See that Longoria? No, no, me neither. All right, four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Ken is in Canton. Ken, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark, how you doing? What's up, buddy? Not a whole lot. Um, Star Wars ought to be its own separate category because you got Chewbacca and Yoda and the droids and Jar Jar Binks. Oh, I forgot I about was, the droids. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking Wilson from Castaway. Yeah, that's a great one. I thought about that too. The the volleyball. Yeah, he I, didn't say a thing. He was just part of the movie. And he died a horrible death at sea. Yep. Yeah, that was really really sad. Absolutely. I, th- I I'm glad you th- you said it, Ken, because I definitely thought of that Wilson. If you didn't get teary-eyed when Wilson was lost at sea, then you don't have a heart. I might have busted out laughing in the Shut theater. up. I'm not even kidding. I had some friends get very upset. Buford, Buford, Buford. It was, if you took it out of context, it was a dude yelling at a volleyball in the ocean. Exactly. Of, that, his only friend for four years. That, that was a tearful moment. Brian's in Loganville. Brian, you're on the Mark Aram Show. I was say I, I went back to Star Wars, C-3PO. C-3PO. I mean, it, really? It was, he was the ambassador to everybody. In the in I the mean, yeah, I liked. I'm an R2D2 movie. guy myself, though. I mean, R2D. Oh, yeah, R2D2 rock, but I mean, C3PO was the one that communicated. Yeah, absolutely. He's the one that could talk English that you can understand what we're saying. Did you find you found a clip? The clip that I asked for from Ted. I did. All right. So here's if you've never seen Ted, this is uh, a party scene <laughs> where uh, Mark Wahlberg and his teddy bear are on drugs, and they're talking about. Uh, opening a restaurant. And just to show you how politically incorrect the movie is, uh, we'll, I present this scene. Right, look, Johnny, if we're ever going to get serious about opening a restaurant, we got to start planning it now. Italian. Italian, yes. What's the special on Tuesdays? Eggplant pan. Chopped salad, half price. And it's a non-restricted place. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Anybody can come. Of course. Jews are welcome. Well, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they be? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but why even bring that up? You don't bring it up, you just let them in. So why mention it? No one will. So why are we talking about it? You're talking about it, I'm just saying let them in. Yeah, let them in. Exactly. Right? Good. Okay. No Mexicans, though. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot about that last part. <laughs> that is one of the greatest no scenes in movie history. Oh, God. That's the greatest Jews nugget ever heard on the Mark Aram show right there. <laughs> I got to hear it again. Can you play it again? Is yeah. It, yeah. I right, just, look, Johnny, if we're ever going to get serious about opening a restaurant, we got to start planning it now. Italian. Italian, yes. What's the special on Tuesdays? Eggplant Egg palm. Chopped salad, half price. And it's a non-restricted place. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Anybody can come. Of course. Jews are welcome. Well, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they be? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but why even bring that up? You don't bring it up. You just let them in. So why mention it? No one will. So why are we talking about it? <laughs> You're talking about it. I'm just saying let them in. Yeah, let them in. Exactly. Right? Good. Okay. No Mexicans, though. <laughs> I mean, that's that movie in a nutshell. Yes. If you like politically incorrect humor, you got to go check it out. All right, Woody's in Noonan. Woody, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, chopped salad, half price, my friend. Hey, man. <laughs> I was thinking uh, Input, Johnny Five. Oh, wow. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> he was great. That was. Who's the yeah. girl? Oh, hold on. What was the name of that movie again? Uh, Short uh, Circuit. Short Circuit. Short Circuit. All right, let me... Yeah. Who's yeah. the... the uh, the female lead, Ali Sheedy. I was a big Ali Sheedy yeah, fan. Yeah, I forgot yeah. Steve Gutenberg was in that movie. Yeah, he was. And yeah. Sanjay's uncle. Yeah, yeah. Ben Jabitui. Yeah. All right, yeah, good stuff. Johnny Five is alive, my friend. Russ Incoming, my favorite non-human caller. Russ, welcome to the program. <laughs> hey, Mark, what's up, buddy? How are you, sir? I'm all right. Um, I guess the Predator. 
Ooh. Predator. You there know, you the go. greatest line was when Schwarzenegger he goes, what are you? At the end, after he's, he, you know, it's dying, he says, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just defeated him. That, 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 that the really Predator cool. had, like, the neon, uh, neon green blood, right? Yeah, I think it did. What, at the, I remember at the end, of the predator is, is bleeding out. It's it's like the new hawk's color, neon green, volt green. It's like bleeding out of him. Yeah, yuck. And I like I like Travolta and um, Michael. I guess that was pretty cool. That was when he was the angel yeah. with uh, Andy McDowell. Yeah, that was pretty. Fun. Yeah, you throw you throw Andy McDowell in a movie. I'm going to watch it from now till the end of time. Do you know the Andy McDowell's first movie was? Uh, Greystoke, the le- the Tarzan legend. Did you ever see that movie? It's like in the mid eighties. No. So <laughs> no, no. It's actually a pretty good movie. It's I'm like sure it is. I, it's like I never even heard of it. <laughs> uh, hold on. Legend of Greystoke is the name of the movie. So it was in the eighties, and it was about like I don't know if you like know the He Man. Action- That's what I was thinking. No, yeah. no, not He Man. I told you I almost hit her with my car, right? Who? Andy McDowell, yes. Yeah, I would have punched you if you did. (laughs) All right, so here it is. Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan, okay? So it was 1980-something. And it's the actual, like, there's a book called Tarzan. This is uh, based on the book where um, this kid is lost in the jungle, and he's rediscovered. He, He turns out to be part of British nobility, and they bring him back. And it's how he adjusts to living in 19th century England, after he'd been raised in the jungle by monkeys. So Annie McDowell was cast as the female lead. Annie McDowell has a, a southern accent. And this, she had never been in a movie before, but she looked so beautiful they wanted to have her. So unbeknownst to Annie McDowell, in post-production work, they had, um, not Meryl Streep, who's the other actor of that ilk? Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. They had Glenn Close dub all her lines. What? Yes, so they filmed the movie with Annie McDowell as the female lead, but they didn't like her she voice. could she couldn't do an accent. Right. It's it's England in the 1800s and she couldn't get that voice down. Right. So unbeknownst to Annie McDowell in post-production, they had Glenn Close come in and voice all her lines. So Annie McDowell goes to the movie to see her movie debut. No way. And her oh, voice wow. is Glenn Close. <laughs> a shocker. Isn't that unbelievable? Nobody told her like, hey, you didn't. It no. Never once just like, hey, by the way. Yeah, she goes to the movie. She brings her friends and family, I guess. And they go to the movie theater and she's like, that's not my voice. They're like, wow, you do a great Meryl Streep voice. Yeah, you do a great Glenn Close. <laughs> Glenn Close. That would be like the guy that originally shot Back to the Future and then they got they didn't like the way he played it. So they got uh, uh, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. If he had gone to the premiere thinking he's still <laughs> he's in the still movie in and they were like, wait, what the hell? Could you imagine that? That'd yeah. Be that's like saying the same thing. Isn't that they crazy? They shot the whole movie yeah. with him. They're like, yeah, this isn't working. And yeah. then reshot it. Yeah. But they, told him. but they told him. They told yeah, him. At least they told him. Yeah. Andy McDowell went to the movie. She's like, that's not oh, my voice. Yeah. How would you sit there and take that? I don't know. Do you I'm know assuming I mean? she walked out. I would have. Yeah. I would have pitched a fit. <laughs> but you're still watching yourself on TV. I yeah, mean, I on suppose. the movie screen. Was it obvious she, they dubbed it over? Yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> that's that's I got to see that now. now I got to yeah. watch it. It's actually, I like the movie. It's pretty good. But there, there you go. A little movie nugget for you. John's in McDonough. John, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Uh, Preach, man. Welks, brother. What's going on? Oh, not much, not much. Just uh, was calling in to say uh, favorite uh, non-human character. you got to reach a little uh, back for this one, but uh, Fritz the Cat. Fitzy the Cat. That's a good one. There you go. I Talk like it. Politically incorrect. Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> That fits right in with Ted. I just got one on Twitter. 
Cousin It from Adam's Family. Oh, there you go. That's that was it. Wasn't human, right? No. Yeah. Uh, the human hand, I guess. The hand, yeah. The hand was human. Non, non-human hand, and then uh, the uh, uh, movie for uh, uh, Travolta. Uh, Travolta would be um, General's Daughter. Did I see that? What was that about? I'm trying to remember. Uh, he's a warrant officer working for Army CID, investigating the murder of a. Uh, Army captain who's the uh, daughter of uh, the general uh, in question in the title, and uh, uh, they're going to kind of figure out how she was killed, and uh, James Woods is in it. He plays a... Oh, yeah, 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 James Woods. All right, yeah. Wow, I'd forgotten about that movie. Travolta had quite a comeback in his career. Like, he was down and out, and then Pulp Fiction came back, and then he did Get Shorty, and from there on it was like, all right, he's cool again. But he was, I mean... He went, and then we got Battlefield Earth. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, You're going to have some hits and misses. Allen's in Atlanta. Allen, welcome to the program. Hey there, I got a, a good old one for you, Godzilla. Oh, absolutely, of course, non-human. And, and uh, for John Travolta movie, the uh, he played one a long time ago about called Broken Arrow. Yes, I remember that. That was that was another oh, uh, war. That was it. A real good movie. Absolutely. All right, who who wins in a fight, uh, Allen? Godzilla or King Kong? Godzilla. Yeah, I'm a, I'm with you. I'm sorry. I've always been a Godzilla fan since I was a kid. Godzilla could it's, shoot fire out of his mouth, right? He's got attitude. Yeah. You know, that's what I like about him. He's got an attitude. And he hates the Japanese for some reason. He absolutely yeah. despises the Japanese. I don't know what they did to piss him off. He's not a fan of sushi or whatever, but he just crushed Tokyo on a consistent basis. Yeah. You'd think people would move. Yeah, I would. I, Godzilla was coming. Be like, I mean, literally, people move for less. Like, I know people that <laughs> moved true. from San Francisco, they're like, eh, there's a possibility of an earthquake. Or people that lived in Oklahoma, eh, there's a chance there's a tornado coming by. If you lived in Tokyo, like, there's a better than 50-50 chance a huge sea monster is going to come up and... <laughs> right, right. Why would you still live there? Right. Do you uh, think, like, after it happens once, all right, that's never going to yeah, happen. That's a once-in-a-lifetime. Yeah, right? I'm done. The Godzilla's never coming back, yeah. right? That was it. But they stayed there. Yeah. Monday Night Brewing, if you ever go there, mm-hmm. um, they always have one of the really bad 1970s dubbed over Godzilla movies on on loop on this big screen all really? the time. And they are fantastic to watch. I can imagine. I love As, Especially I, if you're it, drinking beers. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> but it's just, and it is just one awkward guy in a Godzilla costume stomping around and then just a bunch of fleeing Japanese. Yeah, crushing like little model yeah, little, houses. little models and then he'll go to like a street view where it's got like three people that run back and forth That's the, the That would be the toughest job in the world being a real estate agent in Tokyo after Godzilla. <laughs> I would think it'd be horrible. Like, well, how are you, you going to sell, sell that piece of property? Yeah, like, oh, that was one, that'll never happen again. Like we had the 500 year flood yeah. here in Atlanta yeah. a couple years yeah. back. Oh, that'll never happen again. Don't worry about it. Oh, that, that's Sea Monster? No, no, no. That... That you're you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> you can buy this town. You can buy this townhouse. You'll be fine. Taylor's in Bethlehem. How are you, Taylor? I'm fantastic. How are y'all? Great seeing you on Thursday night. It was great to see you guys. Yeah, was that your first time meeting Low T Chuck, or have you met before? No, it's our first time meeting. Excellent, excellent. All right. So what's uh, what's on your mind on Movie Monday? Um. Well, I'm kind of mad at Beeford because he stole Groot from me. Oh, you were going to yeah, say Groot? Yeah, there I you go. I was going to say Groot, but I'm going to have to, I guess, switch and say Paul, the alien. From the movie Paul. Paul the alien from the movie Paul. You yes. and Buford need to go on movie dates because I've never heard of that. Do you know what it is, Buford? Uh, it sounds familiar. All it's right. the alien from the guy with the guys that was from um, Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Okay. Where they're in the camper. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Good movie. I remember that, but you, I didn't oh, see it. I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about. It's funny. You would like it. Two out of three dentists agreed with you, Taylor. You got Buford <laughs> and you got Longoria, so, you, so well, you're fine. Well, I'm hoping more than that agree with me. Yeah, we'll see. All right, real quick. You got a Grease character, favorite part, uh, favorite movie? Uh, yeah, Travolta, Face Off. All right, again. Because you, you stole my Pulp Fiction. The movie was decent. It just was really unplausible. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Oh, face transplant? Sure. Yeah. Godzilla is more believable than, <laughs> oh, we, we switched Travolta and Cage's face. That, that I wasn't buying it. The technology wasn't available at that point in time. Right. Maybe someday Didn't it make will. Sense. Didn't make sense. All right, we're going to come back with more of your calls. 404-872-0750. Movie Monday. This is The Mark Aram Show. You can't get me thunder because you're just God's fat. Longori and I are Thunder Buddies for life. Thunder Buddies for life. Welcome back. Mark Aram Show. Movie Monday. Let's hit the phones. Josh is in Cleveland. Josh, welcome to the Mark Aram Show, my friend. Hey, man, Preach. Welks, brother. What's going on? Well, um, I'm trying to torn between a couple of movies here, and I don't know if you remember this one, but I'm going back to the 80s. That's when I grew up. Okay. But uh, never-ending story, Falcor. Oh, the, the fake dragon, f- fuzzy yeah. little flying thing. Giant dog thing. Yeah, the giant dog really thing. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. I loved that movie. That was a really good movie. Now, another one that I had was um, Flight of the Navigator. Sounds familiar. It's a really good movie. It's a Disney movie. What was that about? That kid that got, uh, he was out in the woods, got knocked out, came back eight years later. And He's the same age. Everybody's uh, older. Yeah, same age. So his younger brother's older than him. I know I've seen it, yeah. He's on an alien alien spaceship. Oh, that's right. Yes. It's a super good movie. You are the navigator, yeah. Flight of the Navigator. All right, but that kid was human, though, right? Yes. All right. (laughs) And it didn't star John Travolta. Um. I would say Michael. Okay. I love that part where he goes up and fights that bull, you know, challenge. Yeah, but that, that that was actually a pretty decent movie. News, weather, and traffic. Your calls. Johnny Kilbasa next. It's Movie Monday. This is The Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to The Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet, and it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.